the NFL Gambling Podcast and Sports Gambling Podcast Network, presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 to get a free $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. I'm just about that action, boss. Welcome, everybody, to the NFL Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host for this episode, Scott Reichel, because Munaf had uh, some other engagement. So, as a result, I've taken over as the host, but I am joined by the usual co-host for the Monday Night Football Show. I'm joined by SGPN's own Dylan Rockford. Dylan, how's it going with you? How's your Sunday going? Oh, it's going good, Scott. Good to be with you. Thanks for filling in for Moonoff. But yeah, uh, overall, pretty good uh, day. Lions, big win at home. You know, Eagles blow out the Giants. Jets, uh, they flirted with us for a little bit, but they didn't get it home. And then, yeah, Bengals, uh, big win at home as well. They finally get over the hump. Yeah, definitely a pretty entertaining card. Uh, you had the crazy Dallas 97, 98-yard drive touchdown to win the game. But yeah. besides that, I'm trying to think of any of the other games that were really, really competitive nail-biters down the stretch. I guess technically Baltimore, if you count yeah. that game as football. I don't know what to call that, but you ended up having a third-string quarterback against Trubisky. And what do you know? That game was absolutely hideous. But yeah. a couple games still underway. Uh, we saw the Chiefs potentially blow a 27-point lead, but it appears that they have regained a two-possession lead and they should be able to hold on. The Carolina game's interesting, so we'll see. And Brady might get benched because yeah. they're down 35 points. <laughs> but uh, any other takeaways that you had? Any teams that jumped off the page to you that played really well? Because the first team I think of is either going to be Detroit or Jacksonville. Yeah, Detroit played really well. You know, there a lot of people are saying, why were they favored? You know, they're a really good football team, especially when Amara St. Brown's in the lineup. I'm glad Jameis Williams, uh, Williams got a touchdown on his first catch. Uh, Eagles are clearly the best team in the NFL, I think. Yeah. They they proved that today. Uh, Tennessee, we kind of knew they were a little fraudulent, I think. You know, Trevor Lawrence kind of ate him up. But the injury bug really hit Tennessee. Besides Derrick Henry, they really couldn't do anything offensively. And I don't know if it's time to worry in Dallas, but it was a nice comeback win. But do you worry with them moving forward? Uh, It depends on what your actual aspirations are. Because on one hand, you have the Cowboys who played with their food and ended up really just having themselves a difficult situation where they probably shouldn't have. They were were 17-point favorites, right? Yeah. So they ended up winning the game. You could also make the argument that this game means absolutely nothing because realistically, they'll probably not catch the Eagles and you're basically guaranteed to have a road game against Tampa in the first round anyway. So I'll ask you, do you think it matters? I feel like the only thing it really impacts is public perception, which NFL teams don't care about because the playoffs are about, what, two months away at this point? Like I don't think it really matters that much. No, I don't think it matters as well. You know, I I think they're going to be on the road. They can't catch Philly at this point. And, Looking at the game today, 
I think they'll, they'll blow out the Bucks. The Bucks don't, they can't score a point to save their life right now. So, uh, yeah, no, I don't think it matters. And I don't think betting wise, it matters either. I still think they're going to be big favorites no matter who, uh, who they play at this point. Yeah, you could argue it won't be Tampa. Maybe it could be Carolina or some whatever. The point is it's a team yeah. from the terrible NFC South, and I don't think it really matters. But, of course, uh, people are going to immediately fade Dallas next week and because of what happened, and I don't know if that's the right move. But either way, yeah. uh, that's kind of going to just quickly recap what happened. I just saw Russell Wilson leave the field. It looks like he has a concussion, so I'm assuming oh. he will be done for the game. Uh, we'll see, but it didn't Real look quick, good when Scott. it happened. Real quick, I want to get your thoughts. We're both Jet fans. What did you make of today's game? It was the type of game I thought that would happen. Uh, mm-hmm. I knew that there was supposed to be bad weather. It was snowing. It's upstate New York. It's December. What else is new? You're going to see a bit of snow, a little bit of wind. It's not going to be pretty. And you had Buffalo, who I still think is the more talented overall team. No offense to the Jets. They've had a bunch of injuries. I know Williams got injured midway through. But you're looking at what's going on with the Jets. This team is solid but a lot of their losses to good teams are very close and it feels like they're a quarterback away no offense to mike white i know he took a beating today shot a lot of toughness but you're trying to look at what this team really needs they have a lot of injuries to the offensive line and the quarterback's definitely not where you want it to be now i know mike white's been better the bar was set pretty low with zach wilson (laughs) but i think you'd agree that if the jets would have i'm gonna throw a random name out there like a Derek carr or like one it. of these quarterbacks that are around, let's just say, 15th mm-hmm. in the league, like somewhere medium, this team probably wins, what, 11 games? At least, yeah. So I do think that the main concern right now is quarterback. But then again, the Jets' win total before the season started was like five and a half. Yeah. So the fact that they're even in this spot in the first place is a step in the right direction. The draft picks have all looked great, so they've definitely mm-hmm. hit home runs in the draft. But your red zone offense has been terrible for the last couple of weeks. And yeah. it's because you're using a fifth-round draft pick replacing a first-round bust. Yeah, you know, 100%. Somewhere in there. like that's and, kinda... and you saw as soon as he came in, he just looked like uh, he had cinder blocks at his feet. He just couldn't get go anywhere. you know. And you said it, Mike, Mike White, he showed toughness, but he couldn't even breathe out there. You mentioned it. Uh, I think we hit home runs on our draft picks, but offensive line where he's up. Michael Carter cannot fumble that ball. That was killer. Uh, mm-hmm. CJ Mosley, as good as a season he's had. You weren't a fan of that two. little hurdle over the top to tackle the tight end on that. Uh, oh, my God. He wasn't even going to go for it. Oh, not even close. It. There's a minute to go in the half. He was 100% going to punt it. But oh, my God. That, that resulted in that gave him a tonight. touchdown. So, yeah. And, yeah, so... Overall, I thought we always show good fight, and our defense is really good where we're in win-now mode, and that I think that's why we can't draft a quarterback. We have to go out and get one. And I don't know. Maybe Zach Wilson does play, but I think right now Mike White, if he can play, he's the quarterback moving forward. Yeah. Uh, for me, the way that I'm going to look at it, I'm not going to be too harsh on the Jets just quickly because, as you said, this wasn't exactly supposed to be a win-now year. The, t- the win total is five and a half going in. They were supposed yeah. to win arguably five, six games. And you figured, all right, show signs of progress. Let the rookies develop. And then we'll, we'll see what happens and probably compete for something maybe next year or a year down the road. It seems to me they're a year ahead of schedule. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree. But we put ourselves in a bad situation where 
I think we have to win three of the next four to get even remotely get that seventh or eighth spot or so. You know, Detroit's they've won four in a row right now, so we got them this week at home. Then Jacksonville, they've been playing better. Seattle, you never know, and then Miami to end it on the road. So it's yeah, no I, easy. I don't, I don't think they're making the playoffs. Tr- truth really? is, the moment that they did not beat the moment that they lost to the Vikings, despite outgaining them by two hundred yards, I thought that their playoff hopes were basically shot. But yeah, I didn't think they'd be Buffalo today, so I kind of penciled today in as a loss anyway. Yeah, and they, they clearly outplayed. They they outplayed Buffalo in the first half. I thought, and they, they did, also out they outplayed uh, Minnesota the whole game. They should have won that game too. They scored but, one touchdown and six red zone trips. Like that's the type of game you need to win in order to make the playoffs. And unfortunately, 100%. they came up short. So that's kind of how I looked at that game. But either way, Jets still have a shot at it. We'll see what happens. But uh, that is going to kind of segue us in because of the fact that they are competing with another AFC East team for a playoff spot that has not played yet because they're going to be playing on Monday night. That is the New England Patriots as they are going to take on Arizona on the road. I guess it's technically a home game because Arizona can't win games at home, so we'll see if that <laughs> yeah. actually matters. But either way, you do have the Patriots taking on the Cardinals, and the Patriots are a slight road favorite. And we can talk about that, and if you think it's warranted. But before we actually get into any of the breakdown, do want to take a quick word from our sponsors. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Looking to get involved in the same game parlay? WinBet is your home with their WinBet Build Your Own Bet, letting you customize the bet you want to make. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, win $100. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamepodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamepodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And welcome back, everybody, to the NFL Gambling Podcast. Just finished recapping briefly what happened on NFL Sunday while also trying to hold in our frustrations with the Jets because Dylan and I are both Jets fans. But I feel like we did a pretty decent job of finding a middle ground there. We talked about it briefly without, you know, going too long about it. But either way, time to get into the main reason for the podcast, which is the Monday night game between the Patriots and the Cardinals. I said before the break that the Patriots were favored in this game, which is true. Uh, they're favored by roughly one and a half right now. You can probably shop around in five different lines, but it's mostly one and a half. And uh, sorry, I'm having a bit of Wi-Fi issues with the loading. Do you have the total in front of you by any chance? Yeah, the total The total right now for the game is at 43 and a half. Okay, so the total's 43 and a half. Patriots minus one and a half. The money line's around minus 120, give or take. First of all, I'm going to ask, ask you a simple question. Do you think New England should be favored on the road? Yes. Do you think simple. the line is where it should be? Yeah, I think there. it's a coin flip game, and I think with extra time to prepare, I would make uh, Bill Belichick a favorite over Cliff Kingsbury. And, you know, everyone likes to back Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury as a dog. And, you know, when you mentioned it at, at home, this might not be a home game. And everyone likes to back Kyler at home. I would be wary of backing Kyler at home. He's 12 and 17 ATS, one and nine straight up in his last 10 starts at home. 
against the second half spread at home. Murray's nine and 19 in his career. That's last of 88 quarterbacks since he was drafted. So uh, this is not going to be a spot where I want to back uh, Kyler. Yeah, for me, I agree with you. Kyler is a whole separate can of worms because he's thrown teammates under the bus. He's gone into issues calling out Patrick Peterson. Peterson did start it because he said that Kyler is a selfish human being. Uh, I'm shocked that the guy who was the team was worried about with regard to actually watching film on his own yeah. because he was playing Xbox uh, turned out to be a selfish guy. Can you believe that? I'm a bit shocked. <laughs> Ironic, yeah. It's a little bit, you know, really out of left field. Did not see that happening. But in reality, I think it's warranted that New England's favored. I do think Arizona's home struggles are real, so I yeah. don't think home field is worth anything. And usually home field's worth about three points. So assuming that you're you're going to price it that way, it means New England's favored by four and a half on a neutral, which... I kind of agree with, and that's once again mm -hmm. assuming that you're going to price in the three points for the home team for Arizona. New England is still competing for a playoff spot. You can argue Arizona is. They're not. Arizona's not competing for anything. This team's done. They know Kingsbury's going to get fired by the end of the year. It's why Kyler keeps cryptically kind of calling him out in postgame pressers, but I do think when you're looking at the matchup, the real question is, can Mac Jones do enough in order to actually lead New England to enough points to actually score. And we know they're going to want to run the ball. We know Stevenson's been very good. Harris is still banged up. I'm assuming he's not going to play. So you're looking at Stevenson and a couple of other, you know, hodgepodge running backs there as the backups. But I guess my question for you is, do you think that Arizona is going to force Mac Jones to actually beat them? And if you think the answer is yes, do you think Jones can actually do it? Yes, I'll, I'll get right into it. I, I do, you know, just because the the um, the Cardinals, they blitz a lot. They blitz about third or fifth most in the league. And I think they are going to make Mac Jones try to beat him. And I I think he will, to be honest. So I'll just get right into it, if you don't mind. I'm going to go to my side. And, you know, I, I, I mentioned it. I just really don't understand the line. You know, he's getting Bill Belichick's only laying a point and a half on the road with extra time for prepare. And. That's just crazy to me. Belichick is 65% ATS after a loss, 60% ATS against the NFC, 65 in a toss-up spread of three or less. So a seven-point favorite or anything worse after a loss, Belichick is ridiculously 41-11. and 11. That's 79% in his career. That's 3-1 and one this season. And, you know, Kyler Murray, his struggles at home are serious as, as well. You know, he's only won one game in his last 10 home games. And Kingsbury famously craters in the back half of the season anyway so he's 10 and 23 straight up in week eight moving forward including an ugly 12 and 19 ATS uh, another reason I like the Patriots is uh, they rank third in defense defense DVOA the Cardinals offense ranks 29th and the defense has some uh, the same ranking over the past six weeks so during that stretch New, New England ranks ninth overall in DVOA while the Cardinals are second to last so it feels like Arizona always needs a long grinded out type of drive to make something happen and Kyler's always doing something to make uh, them score so I don't think that's going to be going to happen against this defense so again Bill Belichick with extra time against Cliff Kingsbury I'm going to take the Patriots every time yeah, I'm going to agree with you there. I think New England should win this game. At the end of the day, I do think this game will be a little bit close, but the issue is we've seen the Cardinals in close games this year. They're not exactly good at it. 
Let's just put it that way. Uh, they're not very good at closing games. They've lost a lot of heartbreakers. For example, the Chargers game from a couple weeks ago where we saw the Chargers not only score the touchdown, but also converted the game-winning two-point conversion. Arizona has just not been good at actually executing the fourth quarter, and I do think that's where New England is going to excel. I think New England, despite how conservative the play calling is and despite the fact that I don't think Patricia or Joe Judge should be calling plays, they won't beat themselves the majority of the time. No. And we've seen Belichick really torture opposing quarterbacks with his defensive game plan for years, usually rookie quarterbacks. But we've seen Kyler make a bunch of mistakes this season. We know that he's definitely not exactly willing to, let's just say, take the easy throw. He tries to force some mm -hmm. things, and it tends to bite him in the ass every now and then. And I think the turnover differential is going to be the real story of this game. Because New England's defense, I know they were awful against Kirk Cousins. They weren't exactly great against the Bills. They're still a pretty good unit overall. And I yeah. do think at the end of the day that you're looking at a spot where the Patriots will keep their playoff hopes alive and probably win the game. I don't think it's going to be pretty. I don't think it's yeah. going to be a very entertaining game. But I think New England will win, and I think it'll be somewhere around seven. I think it'll be a one-possession game, but I think Kyler will have the ball with a shot to maybe tie or win the game, and I think he's going to turn it over. So that's kind of my thought. Do we have the same uh, game script here, or do you think New England blows them out? Uh, I don't I don't see a blowout. Um, I see it. My game script is I think they're going to run the ball, set up play action, and I agree 100%. I don't think uh, Patricia, Joe Judge, or Bill Belichick, they're going to put Mac Jones in a situation where – they're going to lose the game. They're going to play it safe. Uh, they are. They have an explosive offense, the Cardinals. So they do want to worry. They do want to worry about that just a little bit, especially D Hop. But you know, I I think their defense is going to be so good in the secondary. It's going to leave a lot of room for maybe like a guy like Kyler Murray to rush. I'm looking at his prop right now at 34 and a half. You got to expect him to go over that, don't you? I have to assume so. Uh, I think he's going to be running for his life for a decent portion of this game. So, yeah, I agree with you on that prop. But I do want to uh, ask you, before we actually get into any of the props, mm -hmm. we mentioned the side. We're in agreement. We're going to take New England. The total. I think this yeah. line is where it should be, at around 43 and a half. It's in a dome, so there's no weather issues. But we know New England likes to drain clock. They're good at time of possession, but they also don't generate many big plays. Jacoby Myers also banged up. He's a bit, he's questionable. We're not sure if he's actually going to play in this game. I'm assuming he will, but I'm wondering at what percentage he'll be in or be at. For this total, what exactly do you think? Because Arizona is a good offense on paper. The execution hasn't been great. Defensively, mm -hmm. they stink, and New England's yeah. the opposite. So what exactly do you think is going to happen? Because something's going to have to give in this game. Yeah, so the line opened up at 44, went up to 45, and now it's come down to 43 and a half. And, you know, I, I think the line reflects the style of football the Patriots are going to want to play, like we mentioned. I think they're going to want to run the ball, play some tight defense. What worries me is New England has the worst red zone offenses in the yeah. NFL. You know, scoring uh, touchdowns on a league low, it's like 37% on trips inside the 20. So we know the Cardinals, I mentioned a little earlier, they love to bring pressure. Their pass rush brings extra attackers more than 35% of dropbacks, third highest blitz rate in the league. They have the fifth highest pressure rate in the league, but... To be honest, they've only manifested 23 sacks on the year. So New England, they are dealing with some injuries on the offensive line. And Mac Jones has been bad under pressure and blitz, only completing 43% of passes. They're going to want to make Mac Jones beat him. But 
I, I think this game script, the way I think you and I both see it, screams under. You know, New England, slow offense. Off, uh, They have a great defense. And, you know, I think they'll be able to slow the Cardinals down. So I'd have to lean under here. No official, but I, I would lean under. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm definitely not going to have any money on the total. I think it's really close to where it should be. But if I'm picking New England to win, I'm not exactly picking a shootout. There's a couple ways to get there, too. You could have New England be awful in the red zone again. Nick Folk kicks four field goals. We've seen that before. Yeah. And each drive takes five minutes. And next thing you know, that there's really not enough time to have that many drives. Or Arizona's offense just does nothing the entire game. New England's offense does decently. And we know if Belichick goes up two, three possessions in the second half, he's going to milk every second out of the clock. I mean, that's just a given. So I agree with you. I'm going to lean to the under. If I had a score prediction, give me a 23-17 New England win. Something like that. You? I think I love the the predictions where it gets us there with a side and it also gets there under as well. So I, I love that play. Yeah, but either way, uh, time to kind of pivot over to the uh, props. Unless you have one other thing you want to add, maybe one matchup you're looking for, but that's kind of what the player props are for. You have anything you want to add? Yeah, or no. just transition over. Yeah, I got two player props for you. Okay, so I'll let you do the honors first. Uh, what is your first player prop? Yeah, so now we all remember, you know, Mac Jones a few weeks ago. He blew up on the sideline saying, you know, throw the effing ball. And while I don't think they'll be coming out slinging it, I, I do think on extended rest, the Patriots, they'll be able to fine-tune some things and get the passing game going. And one guy I'm looking for is Henner Henry. He sits third on the team in targets with 39 behind running back Ramondre Stevenson and uh, Jacoby Myers, but he's going to be out of this game with a concussion. So that can be uh, more looks for Henry, especially with Arizona coming after Jones with what I mentioned as one of the most blitz-heavy defenses in the league. You know, Henry receiving uh, yards total seems low considering he surpassed uh, fellow tight end Jarnu Smith as the primary option of this offense at 77% of the snaps. So Last week, he only had two catches for 13 yards against the Bills, but which, you know, it, I think that's why we're seeing such a low number this week. But I think last week's performance was kind of excusable and people could have seen it. You know, Buffalo has great linebackers like we saw today, and they rank second in DVOA against tight ends. The Cardinals, on the other hand, they don't. They, they've given up the most yards to tight ends this season, 880 on 83 catches and nine touchdowns. So that's its 30th in DVOA against tight ends, according to Football Outsiders. The last time New England played a team that was blitz-happy, the Cardinals uh, were back in week five against the Lions. He had four catches for 54 yards. So, you know, after that game, he rattled off 61 yards, 50, 63. And his last eight games, he's averaging 37 yards in that span. So I, I think this game sets up perfectly for Hunter Henry. He's going to have a big game with how bad Arizona's defense is defending tight end. So I think he should receive more of the targets. So give me him over 28 and a half receiving yards. Yeah, I liked it anyway, but you kind of mentioned the point that I was going to make, which is that Arizona is ridiculously bad at covering tight ends. We saw Kittle, for example, Monday night go for two touchdowns, 100-plus yards. I just think that you're going to see Henry really have a lot of opportunities. And we know that with Myers being banged up, they don't have many other quality options. So I do think Henry could be very useful, especially in the seams. Maybe one big pass for 20 yards. Maybe you could see a couple of dink and dunk plays. Either way, I do agree with you on that play. Mine is going to be simple, and you kind of alluded to it before, but I'm going to actually just say it. It's Kyler Murray interception. Uh, it's going to be available mostly at minus 130, minus 135. But at the end of the day, I just think that with Belichick, no matter how bad his team might be on offense, 
And even defensively, they've had a couple of problems against good offenses this year. The problem is Arizona's offense this year has really not been very good. And they have the talent. They just don't have exactly the game planning. And I think eventually you're going to see a lot of tricky coverages from New England. They're going to give Murray a lot of, I'd say, fakes or decoys in coverage and potentially try to dare uh, Kyler to make some throws that he might not be able to make. And it's one mistake. And if we're assuming yeah. that Arizona is going to be trailing for a decent portion of this game, the overall pass attempts might be north of 40. So with the volume and with New England's opportunistic defense, I got to go Kyle or interception here. I just think that yeah. it's a good price. Yeah, I love it. I think uh, the defense is going to be so technical and so systematical where they're going to put, they're going to try to confuse Kyler Murray. And like you said, with the volume that, I think they're going to be playing from behind, forces Kyler Murray to throw the ball a lot. So I, I think he'll throw one at least. Uh, what do you think about Kyler Murray getting into the end zone anytime touching out plus 290? Plus 290 is a good price. I guess the only concern would be since we're picking New England to win and the under, how many touchdowns do you actually think Arizona is going to score in this game? You need probably a minimum of two, right? I'd assume so. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I'm so. I was just looking up their their uh, team total right now. The Cardinals trying to look it up. Yeah, right now it's at twenty one and a half. Okay, uh, that seems a little high to me. Yeah, I uh, I'd, I'd lean under there. Uh, you might see Prater at a couple field goals, but at the end of the day, I do think Arizona will probably top out at two, three touchdowns. So I don't mm. mind the price. I'm just saying the reason why it might seem that juicy is because of the fact that you might not be looking at many touchdowns in the first place. I agree, hundred percent. What about uh, the total touchdowns for the Patriots uh, over under two and a half plus one hundred six to the over? I want to take the over, but I'm yeah. concerned about the red zone execution. But I guess the argument is, if we're picking New England to win, then I kind of have to lean over. But it could just be a Nick Folk field goal fest, which is actually a prop that I like. I like the over in Nick Folk field goals because I think that they'll be able to move the ball. It's in a dome. So yeah. weather's not a concern. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but Folk is every field goal kicker is at one and a half. And you're looking at Folk, who's been really, really dominant the last couple of weeks in field goal kicking. I know he was short somehow on that 47-yarder against Buffalo, oh, but he's yeah. attempted a bunch of field goals for the last couple of weeks. And I think the volume should be there. So that's kind of my second prop. It's going to segue me into it. I like Nick Folk over one and a half field goals. Yeah, I was just going to ask what uh, I've never really bet uh kicking prop or kicker props, but they are they're always at one and a half. Yeah. Uh for pretty much every kicker it'll be one and a half. Maybe occasionally you'll find like a half if it's a replacement kicker or some extreme circumstances, but it's pretty much always one and a half. The only question is what's the juice going to be at? Usually it's around minus 110. Like it's usually oh. reasonable. It's occasionally uh even money or plus money. Folks around like minus 110, minus 120, I like it. I think you'll end up seeing a decent amount yeah. of field goal attempts in this game. Yeah, I agree, especially with their struggles in the red zone. You know, they could drive all the way downfield and just stall out and settle for three. You see uh, the Patriots do that a lot. So I have no problem with that. If I could find that on my book, I'll, I'll tail that as well. Yeah. Uh, but besides that, though, um, you have any other props or that's pretty much no, it? No, it was uh, that. I'm going to sprinkle a little on Kyler Murray, and I'm also going to sprinkle a little on his rushing prop at th over 34 and a half just because I think uh, the pass rush will get there. Judon will get pressure on him. And, you know, I, I think with his speed, he's just going to want to play some backyard football sometimes. And, you know, he as much as we pick on him, you know, he is one of the fastest quarterbacks in the league. So I think it'll be able to break a couple and 34 and a half seems kind of low. 
Yeah, I agree. But uh, I think that's going to kind of wrap it up for the overall game breakdown. Now it's time to get into our best bets. Doesn't have to be a lock and a dog, but it could be if you wanted to. Either way, before we actually get into any of that, though, do you want to take another word from our sponsors? We're back with Underdog Fantasy, and if you have not signed up already, first of all, why not? Second of all, if you haven't, it's okay, because you can still get a 100% deposit match up to $100 when you use the promo code SGPN. Just go to underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN, for a 100% deposit match. Underdog is great for their weekly Battle Royale format, as well as getting an early start with their playoff best ball. UnderdogFantasy.com, promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit match up to $100. Welcome back, everyone. So we just finished going through the overall game breakdown for Week 14 Monday Night Football. Now it's time for Dylan and I to give out our best bets. Dylan, I'm going to let you go first. First of all, I'm going to let you decide, do you want lock and dog or just best bets? Uh, just bets, bet, uh, best bets. I don't really have anything of plus. That's what I was money. saying because it's tricky yeah. when you're doing one game to give out player props that have to yeah. be plus money. So yeah. I'll let you go first on the best bets. What do you like? All right. As much as it pains me, uh, I gotta take the Patriots here. Uh, I'll lay the one and a half right now. You know, I it, it just doesn't. I just don't understand. It. You know, Bill Belichick. He with extra time. I just I'm gonna take him at a against most uh, teams. So I'm going to take the Bills minus, uh, not the Bills, excuse me, the Patriots minus one and a half. You know, I, I don't trust Kyler. I mentioned the struggles at home, 12 and 17 ATS. He's one and nine straight up in his last 10 at home. He's getting into it with his coach. And I, I just trust this defense of the Patriots. I think when it comes down to it, last drive, I think they'll be able to make a stop. So don't trust Cliff Kingsbury or Kyler Murray. Give me the Patriots minus one and a half on the road. So, just to go through mine, we're going to double lock that because I have to like New England in the spot. I think the line's too low. New England's still playing for something. You can argue Arizona's playing for pride. But at first glance, it seems like they don't, the players don't respect the coach. Is, is that a fair statement? Because it seems like when the start I mean, quarterback... Uh, no, I didn't say yeah. that they were wrong for not respecting him. Yeah. I'm saying it's tough to fully back an NFL team when there's a chance yeah. that they might just have been tuning out their head coach. It definitely appears that way. It looks like they have been tuning out their head coach. So I'm looking at the Patriots. Belichick, he has extra time to prep. And I think that's definitely going to pay dividends because, of course, the game against Buffalo is on Thursday night. So you're going to give Belichick extra time to prepare against Cliff Kingsbury. I don't know how many points you think that overall coaching differential is worth. It's got to be worth a couple. It's got to be worth a couple. So I'm with you. I like the Patriots there. Uh, I am going to transition over to my second best bet, which is going to be the prop I mentioned before. It is going to be Kyler Murray interception. I just think that with uh, New England's very, I'd say, aggressive secondary and how they're willing to constantly try to generate big plays via turnovers, I think Kyler's going to make a mistake or two. We know that they have Hollywood Brown and DeAndre Hopkins back together, so I do expect them to lean more into a pass-heavy game plan, and I think as a result, the volume with a trailing Arizona should be too much for Kyler to avoid throwing a pick. I'll take Kyler interception at around minus 130 as my second best bet. You have any more you want to share? 
Uh, no, I do really like the Hunter Henry one. I think with Jacoby Myers being out and uh, the only the only other guy that Mac Jones targets is Ramondre Stevenson. I, I think Hunter Henry sets up good, especially the, since they blitz a lot. Um, the Cardinals and they they rank thirtieth in the league against tight ends. Tight ends cook the Cardinals, so I do like Hunter Henry over twenty eight and a half receiving yards as well. Okay, uh, I definitely like that play too. Uh, but uh, I think that's kind of going to wrap it up for the overall show. Uh, Dylan, you have anything else you want to add? Let the people know where they can find you. Uh, no, uh, as much as I, I want our tickets to cash, I, may, I am hoping the Jets make the playoffs. So hopefully we need to win three of the last four. We need a little help. Uh, are you rooting for the Miami Dolphins tonight? It's tricky. Uh, realistically, I don't think the Jets are going to catch the Dolphins. But... I'm more worried I'm not, about the I'm not Chargers. scared of the Chargers either, though. Like, I don't think the Chargers mm. are good. Their is schedule the is pretty favorable is, down is the stretch. Is it the coach that you don't like? Well, there's a lot of issues with the Chargers. Staley is not a good coach. Let's start no. off that way because you brought it up. He's not a good no. coach. So that's the first no. point. The team's injured to hell and back. I mean, there's really no way around it. They're missing a couple offensive linemen. J.C. Jackson's out for the year. They're, they've been missing wide receivers for the last couple the weeks. Year, I know Mike yeah. Williams is back now. But mm-hmm. they're just so injured. I'm just looking at this roster. Do you really see a lot that you like? And I think that no. with Bosa being out for a decent portion of the year, too, I don't think Staley, let's just say, makes the most of his personnel. I don't think they no. use Eckler enough. I think the third down or fourth down decision-making at times is extremely controversial or, for lack of a better word, dumb at times. It's mostly just Staley, and I feel like there's a lot of sloppiness. Mm-hmm with either the decision-making or the execution that really needs to be fixed. And I don't think their current coach is capable of actually fixing it. No, I don't either. It's the questionable calls, especially on short down, on third down, and maybe they're calling those plays just because they know they're going to go for it. I don't know why analytics... Would you say that's a fair criticism? Because they have Eckler, and it feels like they don't use him when he's clearly the best offensive player they have. You know what it is? I, I think they, they just want to throw the hell out of the ball, and he's one of the best receiving running backs out of the backfield, and they just don't use him enough. I agree, but they have that guy Palmer that they really like. But I, I agree, they, with, especially with uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams being in and out of the lineup all season, I feel like they had to use uh, Austin Eckler more. He was their best player. Yeah, and they didn't, and they blew a no. couple of games there. They had a shot to beat the Chiefs. They had a shot to beat the Niners. They let both of them go by the wayside, and now they are potentially going to miss. But and all, I think Miami's, well, Miami's going to win, but by the time yeah, this I comes too. out, I'm assuming the game's already going to happen, but we'll see. And and that's the whole thing. You'll have the storyline of, oh, who's better, Tua or Justin Herbert, and all the Charger fans are going to be like, look at the numbers, but they don't do anything. You know, they Yeah, he might blow me away with the numbers, but he, he never wins. If you're asking me which quarterback I'd rather have, I would rather have Herbert. Mm, I really just think that McDaniels is significantly better than Staley, and it's not even close. I think you can make an argument McDaniels is already a top five offensive mind in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, feels that way. It also helps of what he has, though. I'm saying you can say what he has, and I know that uh, Keenan Allen was injured and Mike Williams was injured, and you know they were missing a couple of guys, which definitely didn't exactly help matters. But I do think that it just seems like they're very, very, I'd say, calculated with their game plan and their decision-making, and I don't get mm-hmm. any of that same feeling from, uh, from Staley. That's really the main difference there. 
Yeah, hundred percent. He came in and he just automatically changed the organization, especially offensively. He's more accurate. He's more. They have more explosive plays. You could just, you could tell instantly this is a new football team, and I just don't see it with uh, the Chargers. So I agree. Yeah, but other than that, though, it's going to wrap it up for this show. You can find me on Twitter at Rice Shell Radio. Besides that, doing the NFL Gambling Podcast a couple times a week. Also doing the NBA Gambling Podcast a couple times a week. So you can find my other podcasts there. But until next time. Good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone.